You are listening to the sermon stream of the Mulvane Church of Christ in Mulvane, Kansas. Subscribe in your favorite podcatching app or find and listen to any sermon online at mulvanechurch.com slash sermons. 2 Peter 3, verse 3, after telling us that we should remember the words spoken beforehand uh, by the prophets and the commandment of our Lord and Savior, which the apostles delivered, and those instructions include the return of Christ, which seems to be in particular in mind, but all the instructions. It says, know this first of all. So people are going to doubt this word and this, this conviction. Know this first of all, that in the last days, mockers will come and they're mocking, following their own lust. And they will say, where is the promise of his coming? Mockers will come in their mocking. So that uh, alliterative repetition, stressing that this is their nature, and since it's their nature, this is what they're going to do. And what would we expect otherwise? Mockers are going to mock. And so the reason they do this is not because of their cleverness. To mock means to make sport of, to jest, particularly to deride, to make light, ridicule of serious things. In this case, it's the idea of the coming judgment. Why do they make light of, mock, deride the idea of judgment? They don't want to face it. They don't want to seriously consider it. If you tell them, you know... One day, uh, you'll pay for that, or uh, you need to stop that before it's too late. Well, they don't want to stop that. They don't want to give it up. They want to keep doing it because they are following their own lust. Lust and our own selfish desires cause us to deride and ridicule things that are often serious and important. And so when we're led by our own lust, when we're led by our own heart, when we're led by our own judgment, we will be like those of John three nineteen. This is judgment. Light came to the world, but men love darkness rather than light, for their deeds are evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light. So they follow their own lust. Jeremiah said it's not in man's way to direct his steps. The writer in the Proverbs say, there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end of that way is death. But the guy on that path, he enjoys it. He likes it. He doesn't want to take correction. So he mocks the serious things that are said that would correct him. And any pointing out of judgment to him or others brings the mocking response. In this case, they say, where is the promise of his coming. I'll note a couple of things about that is the mocking. The mocking here is short. It's pithy. And it would probably get a lot of agreement from those sitting around watching. And somebody would say, oh, preacher or oh, Christian, where's the promise of his coming? All of the people in the circle going, yeah, answer that one. Short and pithy is nice when it can be done. But we'll note the question, which is very short in verse 4, of where's the promise is coming, 
it takes Peter quite a bit to answer that properly. And so uh, Peter's answer would not fit in the 280 limit uh, uh, character limit of Twitter, but the mocking question would. There are some people who say, and I don't know if you guys are Twitter users much or not, but people say the shortness of Twitter is one of the things that leads to it being uh, such a place of, of derision and, and bad uh, commentary uh, because you can get an awful lot in uh, with insinuation or a few words, but to give a, a judicious answer can take a while. And so the mockers mock. And they mock with this, where is the promise? For ever since the fathers fell asleep, all continues just as from the beginning of creation. Today the mockers would go a step further and not even acknowledge the beginning of creation, but just uh, an eternal timeline that somehow we happen to currently be in. And so it's always continued like this. It's been this way, to go back to Carl Sagan, for billions and billions of years. And we don't think it'll stop anytime soon. But that timeline, which these people have imagined for their own purposes and to assuage their own conscience, ignores the Bible timeline entirely. There was a time when judgment came on all, verse 5. For when they maintained this, it escapes their notice that by the word of God, the heavens existed long ago and the earth was formed out of water and by water. How the word? How did the world get here? By the word of God. How was the word the world sustained? By the word of God. How will the world eventually end? By the word of God. As creation was done, and God said, and so a thing happened. So it will be that when God says, "Let it be flooded," like verse six. Through, uh, through which the world, that's by the word of God and by water, the world was at that time def- was destroyed, flooded by water. And so God sent flood by his word. In verse 7, the present heaven and earth by his word are reserved for fire, kept for the day of judgment and the destruction of ungodly men. So the fire won't be random, the fire will be purposeful. And it will be, again, by his word. It's reserved for that. There is a careful care and sustaining of this world only by God's word. And people who presume that they get to decide how this world is, and they have these mechanisms by which they think the world was made, and by which this world will eventually become uninhabitable. And there are people legitimately worried about that. It's one of the reasons why... You know, some, some thinkers said, we need to colonize other planets because we can't live on this one forever. Because, you know, I don't know how long they, maybe they think it'll be environmental destruction or, I don't know. They, they calculate, although I think they probably calculate wrong, but they calculate that they, they say the sun will go out in four and a half billion years. And so what are we going to do then? I don't think we'll make it that long because God has reserved this world for fire. It will last as long as God needs it to. And the flood proves that. And all around us, in studies by believers, in what's often called flood geology, and the the catastrophism uh, view of the world, we can see that this world is shaped by water. You go to any particular place on the planet, 
And the local geologists will tell you, well, once upon a time, this was a sea, an endless sea or part of the sea. Or they'll tell you about how this land was once underwater. And you look around and go, well, I don't, that doesn't seem possible. But they look at the sediments, and what does the sediment tell them? That's obviously possible. Now, I know this is not a, high, a great compliment, but if you go to the highest point in Oklahoma, it, it's worth the drive. It's the middle of a, it's the middle of a wildlife refuge, a place called Mount Scott. It's a little granite mountain. I used to think it was a big granite mountain, then I went to California. But it's a little granite mountain. But up on top of this granite mountain, you can see in all the rocks that are exposed, you can see fossilized remains of little sea creatures. Something that looks kind of like a miniature shrimp. They're about, you cover them with about the size of a quarter. Put a quarter over them, you'll cover them. But there's these little scallopy-looking fossils all over these exposed granite rocks at the highest place in Oklahoma. Well, what's the explanation? The local Josh will tell you, well, once upon a time, this was an inland sea. Everywhere you go in the world, what are they going to tell you? Once upon a time, this was un underwater. Now, when it comes to science, I'm not the greatest guy, but might it be possible that it makes more sense that it was all underwater at the same time? But anyway, uh, yeah, there's been water everywhere. And so, the, the evidence for a flood, if we care to accept it, I think becomes quite obvious. Well, if we read the word of God, the evidence for a, uh, a judgment to come is also quite obvious. It's said repeatedly, openly, and boldly. But why don't people want to accept that? Well, like in our class, the same reason they didn't accept John. If we believe there's a judgment... There comes a necessity of moral accountability. And if you take that seriously at all, there comes the need to what? Repent and submit to God. But what do mockers want to do? Mock and, verse 3, follow their own lust. And so, like we've seen in some of this election coverage, have you noticed that at times it appears that the commentators' desires for the outcome affect how they view the events leading up to the outcome. Sure, we see that all over and on both sides. And a third side, if there's a third. And so when it comes to interpreting the world and interpreting geology, and even in times interpreting scripture, does it seem like we have a rooting interest, sometimes people do, for there not to be a judgment? Yeah, and does that color people's perception of the world around them and what the Word of God teaches. Yes, it does. But if we're honest, and if we look at what the Bible says for itself, if we look at what then the Bible says about the world and view through those lens, can we find plenty of reason to take Peter at his word and the other apostles and prophets at their word that there's going to be a judgment? Yes. And at times, soberingly so. Are there days where we are all ready to say, Maranatha, Lord, come quickly? And are there other days where we're like, Lord, come pretty quickly, but not quite yet. I'm kind of mostly sort of ready-ish. Yeah, but live in a way where we can, with full and, and bold heart, say, Lord, come quickly, because we are faithfully living in his word. And if we're not make the change so you are so if you need to come uh, expressing repentance and asking for prayers or confessing christ tonight we offer the invitation for you to prepare yourself before the lord 
for all eternity, not just the judgment, for all that would follow. We ask you to come as we stand and sing. Thank you for listening to this sermon from the Mulvane Church of Christ. Additional sermons and information available at mulvanechurch.com. Come see what a difference the Bible way makes.